Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here to talk about feelings and fantasy football, but not necessarily in that order. I am your host, Bryant the Tsunami Corrigan, joined by Andrew El Nino Dobius and Brendan the Polar Vortex Pika. How are you guys doing today? Ooh, those are some good ones. I'm, I'm amazing. Great. Oh, I, I don't think I know what this theme is. I think I got it. I got you got it. it? Yeah. Okay. Natural disasters. Natural disasters, just like oh. Andrew's fantasy football team. Exactly. Wait, what? I, what was El Andrew, Nino? What was your name? El Nino. That confused uh, me a little bit. Yeah. That, yep. That's what threw me off. <laughs> that's what threw me off. And that translates to the child. So I figured oh, it was uh, quite that. an accurate description of it is you. Fitting. <laughs> It's well fitting. Oh, <laughs> that is well fitting. So we are recapping week nine of yeah. the fantasy football season. Also coincides with the real life football season. Uh, let's start with I'm not as good with projecting wins for teams as I am fantasy analysis, but mm-hmm. I will happily take that. Uh, Andrew, you you won the week, I won this so week. I believe we are two to one overall in the series. Yeah. I don't care for it. I'm looking forward to tying that this upcoming it's week. Great. Oh, I'm uh, ready for the next episode. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> one thing at a time. One thing. At I'm a already time. thinking. I'm ready to jump into the next episode. <laughs> so as we kind of uh, just jump into the games, we'll dissect kind of the key takeaways. We won't bore you with too much uh, a nonsense mm-hmm. input. We'll go over just the main motifs of each game, talk about takeaways and interesting tidbits moving forward. So starting out, we'll go with the Houston Texans who crushed the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll start with the Texans side of the ball. Uh, Their defense looked really good, even without JJ Watt. So that that is, that is promising. I think they might still be strong performers moving forward. Is Deshaun Watson a top three quarterback in your opinion? Top three. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Put him up there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no top three russell wilson lamar jackson deshaun watson top three for me yeah i i dig it um you know he played really really well and he just continues to get it done i've been surprised at how much the running game has been a factor recently yeah but there was a huge uh i guess running play by carlos hyde this week so that kind of uh I guess overshadows what they typically do. And then Duke Johnson was, you know, a a contributor again. Is Duke Johnson someone you'd be looking at? You know, this past week he had seven carries for 13 yards and a touchdown. Not great, but five receptions for 68 yards, which is something you might want to take another look at. Yeah, he's he's getting the receiving yards. I think that he, Carlos Hyde, so on that big run that you're talking about, Carlos Hyde fumbled the ball, like, at the like two yard oh, line, so bad too. That it was, was a bad one. frustrating. So I think they they kind of incorporated Duke Johnson more in the run game. Um, I think Johnson still has some value uh, in the passing game, so I would put him at a low end flex for me. Yeah, no, I I still have Duke riding the pine. Um, I, I'm not tempted to start him, not even in a PPR league. I am afraid of you know what this turns out. I think it was a run heavy game just because yeah. they were beating Jacksonville so much. Um, but I was happy to see the wide receivers. Uh, well, okay, maybe not plural on that. DeAndre Hopkins did what you always hope he would do. He would mm-hmm. score eight receptions for 48 yards and touchdown. Love that stat line. That's a pretty good baseline for what he's capable of. Um, Kenny Stills was a disappointment once again. Four receptions for 52 yards. Yep. Losing interest in Kenny Stills. I Me don't too. know, are you? Yeah, I am too. And it, it, I mean, you can't really... 
like you said, this game was more running than anything because they were just destroying the Jaguars. But yeah, I I really am losing value. He's kind of made that bench spot for me. Yeah, no, I I think I think you're right. Um, and I think we're at the point of the season where you know instead of trying to get these upside wide receivers, I think you pick up handcuffs for running backs. You know, yeah. you don't want to sit and wait for Kenny Stills to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the season's almost over. You really have to kind of. Play play fantasy in a different way. So yeah. I'd be comfortable dropping him for a high value handcuff. For for a flex, would you rather have Kenny Stills or Duke Johnson? Oh, that's a great one. Uh, I would say it depends on my team and format. If it's a PPR, I'd go Duke Johnson. Uh, if it's standard, I'd go Kenny Stills. All right. Uh, Darren Fells, you know, had one reception, but fortunately for him, it was for a touchdown. Uh, he's been red hot in the yep. end zone uh, yep. over these past couple of weeks. He's been the most targeted tight end in the end zone in the NFL. So love that stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazingly, he's continuing to get it done. The Texans are in the red zone quite a bit. And yep. Fells is getting the attention. Yeah. That's so if you three are in touchdowns in the last two games. Yeah, no, if you're in touchdown hell, like pretty much everybody I know, uh, I think he's a fine stream. Yeah. Um, you can do better, but it's pretty hard to do worse. So I think I was inspired, not inspired, that's dramatic. I was happy to see how involved he was uh, and see him produce yet again. Me too. Uh, this yep. was, you can't do worse than one reception, so I'm glad it was for a <laughs> touchdown. Uh, over to the Jaguar side of the ball. Oh. This might be the last game that we see Minshew Magic. It, it was announced earlier today yep. that Nick Foles will be the starting QB when they come out of their Week 10 bye. It's over. He could he could come back. Nick come Foles back. has been known to be injured. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it seems like Minshew's done for the season. He might be, which is really sad. But you know, they're bringing on the Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. So hopefully, oh, he can man. he can do. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, that happened. That was that's right. That's, that's like uh, Joe Flacco's magical season. Yeah. Um, you know, Minshew to Foles. I'm curious to see what Foles can do. Yeah. I think he's pretty obviously a step up from Minshew. Minshew performed admirably, but I think Foles is a just more complete quarterback. Yeah. So Leonard Fournette played in a very Fournette manner. 11 carries for 40 yards, five receptions for 32. Unfortunately, just game script didn't go his way. They were needing to play catch up pretty early, and they were struggling to do so. Uh, DJ Chark also struggled. Four receptions for 32 yards. Really, this whole offense took a pretty big step back this game. Yeah, the only kind of good performer was Keelan Cole who got 80 yards and five receptions, but that's, that's it. I mean, no touchdowns for the Jaguars and nothing. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what Foles can do for this offense. It's a boost for Fournette. It's a, I think a huge boost for Chark. And Mm -hmm. if Westbrook is healthy, I think that could be good for him. I think Westbrook as well. And we'll talk about this more. Um, It won't be in next week's recap because of the bye week but the week after that, we'll talk about how Nick Foles, kind of will change this offense and what we think of him. So look forward to that. Yeah, I dig it. Moving on, we have the Chicago Bears who fell to the Philadelphia Eagles in, I think, probably one of the more frustrating games from this weekend. Yeah, yeah, frustrating from, honestly, (laughs) both point of views, from Bears perspective and fantasy perspective. Just not happy with that performance. (laughs) Luckily, I picked the Eagles to win that game, so... Yeah, there you go, man. Um, starting with the Bears, it was pitiful. I think this might be one of the worst offenses in football altogether. Yeah. Uh, starting with quarterback, Mitch Trubisky is borderline backup. And I'm mm. curious to see if the Bears 
if they pull a Mariota and they stick with him too long, so they kind of just bury a bigger hole, or if they move on from him relatively quickly. So I don't think he's the answer, and I don't necessarily think he can get better. He just doesn't seem to have the confidence to get it done. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of that, his options, his receiving options suffer. Trey Burton's a non-factor. Nope. Allen Robinson was just absolutely obliterated this game one reception for six yards that sunk your team and probably left you with a bad taste in your mouth yeah it did it definitely did <laughs> um as far as fan yeah ever. yeah uh it was a good game for the rushing options mm-hmm. shockingly um but david montgomery looked good again yeah. you know he had 14 carries for 40 yards two touchdowns uh both of those touchdowns were you know, he did score them, but they were kind of asterisks there. Yeah. Uh, on one of the runs, Terry Cohen, they, for whatever reason, used a six or five foot, five foot six tiny guy to try to run it in. That was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. He understandably failed. Didn't he um, try to jump? He, he tried to hurdle? Well, I guess yeah. he tried to jump over the line. Yeah. And he just can't do reach. that as, as a little guy. No. Um, so he's, he's fast, but he's not good on the goal line. So Montgomery did a great job. He did convert uh, two yeah. plays later. So he was getting those red zone opportunities. And I like Montgomery yeah. moving forward. It's a very you know, good sign the, that that play right there was a very good sign that they should trust Montgomery more on the goal line. Yeah. And you're not going to tr- trust Trubisky. So it's going to come down to the defense and the run game. And I think Montgomery stands to, yeah. you know, get more valuable because of it. So I think he's a player whose arrow is pointed pretty way pretty up. straight up. Well, yeah. yeah. And he's involved in the passing game too. He got three receptions, 36 yards, second best wide receiver for the bears uh, this week. But <laughs> you know, you, you always think of Montgomery as the, you know, the running guy, Tariq Cohen as the receiving option, but Tariq Cohen only got nine receiving yards and two, two receptions. So, I mean, Montgomery's doing it all. Yeah, they should be feeding the rookie. Uh, I think I have him as a high-end RB3. I could be convinced into a low-end RB2, especially with these rough uh, bye weeks coming up. Yeah, exactly. RB2, I can definitely see in the future. Uh, Over to the Eagles side of the ball. I have been shocked at how disappointing Carson Wentz has been. Uh, This is somebody that, you know, I was relatively excited about. You were really excited about. I was excited. We put him like number seven on our list or something. Number eight. Yeah. Yeah. With pretty high upside. So I'm shocked to see his numbers just really not taking off. Mm. I think it's a combination of the running game being so effective uh, and his receiving options being subpar. Uh, unfortunately it does look like Deshaun Jackson he did re-aggravate his injury that's for sure but it looks like he might be out for the rest of the season he's trying to get a second opinion on his abdomen injury um and if you're getting a second opinion that means your first opinion was a bad one (laughs) yeah exactly it's it's not looking good and if he's not out for the season he's still going to be out for a couple more weeks and I feel like you just you just can't have that for fantasy I mean we're more than halfway done through the season so Having a player yeah. like that, I just don't trust anymore on my team. So I'd look for other options. Yep. Yeah. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Uh, feel free to drop him and pursue other venues. Um, other than that, Zach Ertz, welcome he back to relevance. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Nine receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. He's a great athlete. Uh, he really can get it done. He was used in a very Travis Kelsey esque way, heavily involved really gave him opportunities to run after the catch. Yeah. The issue is if this continues awesome, he is right back in the top yep. f- top three tight end mix. 
The only issue I see is they are running two tight end sets so frequently. Um, and I really think Dallas Goddard is going to be a huge thorn in his side, uh, especially yeah. with DJX being out now. I think Goddard becomes more valuable and Ertz continues to sink in value. So happy to see he can do it. Happy to see they're still looking mm-hmm. for him. He's a top 10 tight. I, I'd go higher than that. I think he's a top seven tight end just because you know, you know what he can do. And this is what he's capable of. And you can't really leave that on your bench. And there's not a whole lot of other options I'd like more than Ertz. Um, but definitely temper your expectations. Um, good to see he can still do it. Yeah. But yeah, this is I, just kind of, a, I think, not necessarily a flash in the pan, um, but you know, rewarding for people who continue to start him. Exactly. And funny enough, the top two uh, receiving leaders this week for the Eagles were Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So, yeah, no, and I think that's going to be, yeah, no, I really like Goddard moving forward. Um, But yeah, no, interesting seeing how they're utilized. Uh, Miles Sanders was brought back down to earth, 10 carries for 42 yards, three receptions for 31 yards. This offense continues to run through Jordan Howard, who continues to run very well. He had 82 yards and a touchdown. And I think he's an, I think he's an RB two, pretty solid. Yeah. It was a good redemption game for him too, going up against the bears. Yeah, going up against the former well. team. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey was a stinker, mm-hmm. four receptions for 36 yards. Unfortunately, this team just isn't as pass-happy as it has been in years past. No. Um, and I I don't know if Jeffrey is talented enough to make things happen on his own. Yeah, exactly. Having Deshaun Jackson would, would have been just huge upside for every other player on this team, but it's just not going to happen. Aguilar just can't fill in that position, so... Yeah, not not really excited about the receiving core for this team. Yeah, but they got no, the win. Uh, they got the they win. They did get the win. That, they're a good real life football team. Yeah. Fancy football starting to get a little disappointing. Little Moving over to other disappointing things. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings lost in a nail biter against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I'm gonna say it it wasn't that disappointing. It was fun to watch until the very end of the game. It was just terrible defense but it wasn't that yeah. disappointing from my perspective um well that's good i'm happy for yeah. you. yeah uh starting with the vikings the biggest disappointment from this game was adam thielen love the guy very good person very good football player mm-hmm. he gave you a goose egg this week um he tried to make a catch uh, and unfortunately, he re-aggravated his hamstring injury and he had yep. to leave the game. So you are stuck with one target, zero receptions, and zero yards, Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, it was announced he will miss this upcoming week, so week 10. That stinks. You, you know, as we kind of get towards the... Um, the playoff think, push. Ride or die yeah. point of fantasy football season. That stinks. That's too bad. But hopefully he gets himself right and will be coming back soon. Yep. But with those soft tissue injuries like hamstrings, oh god, that is just a nasty roller coaster to ride. It can re-aggravate at any time. Absolutely. And they're really notorious to heal uh, in season. So yeah. you'll definitely want to keep an eye on that. Yep. Kirk Cousins continues to perform at a high level. Which is Three insane. touchdowns, over 200 yards. Happy to see that. I, yeah. I think he is a nice guy. Easy to tease, but I think he's a nice guy. Stefan Diggs. Does diggity things. One reception for four yards. Just a reminder, you can never fully trust the diggity. Yeah. He did have one rush for 12 yards, though. 
Oh, there yeah. you go. It there almost makes go. it worthwhile. Uh, uh, the most effective yards. rusher on this team was Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Andrew, break down how you view Dalvin Cook for me. Yeah, so this is a little rough game for him. Um, 21 carries, 71 oh. yards. It's a rough First game off, for, for his standards. Champagne problems. Exactly. Rough game for Dalvin Cook. Exactly. Yeah. It was rough. Jeez. He didn't get 100 rushing yards. He didn't even get a touchdown. But that's okay because he's just killing it this season. But yeah, 21 carries, 71 yards. Uh, he also got four receptions for 45 yards. So it's not really what you've expected from Cook, you know, after the last few weeks. But I think that, that's good enough for you. I mean, it was just a rough game. <laughs> yeah, You should be I was... fine with, with Dalvin Cook now and moving forward, obviously. Yeah, I was teasing you. He's yeah. a locked-in wide receiver one. Yeah. He's had over 100 yards total. Um, and you just didn't find the end zone. So you're yep. still happy with him, still heavily involved. He's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Over to the Chiefs side of the ball, Damien Williams you know, really emerged. 12 carries for 125 total yards and a touchdown. Yeah, He yeah. did seem to be the running back of preference for this Chiefs offense. LaShawn McCoy has a fumbling problem, and Damien Williams quite literally ran away with it this game. Yeah, so, he did way better. He got 12 carries, uh, and then LaShawn McCoy only three. So they really feature Damian Williams a lot more. Yeah, and really the the biggest question I have for you, is this a changing of the guard? Is this something that you know, it's going to be so. Damian Williams moving forward? <laughs> I hope so. Um, but it, it's been so back and forth this season that I, I don't feel confident saying yes. Um, uh, but I would move Damian Williams up in my rankings. I would put him as a low-end flex. If maybes and butts were candies and nuts, every yep. day would be Christmas. Exactly. Um, you use both maybe and but yep. explaining Damien Williams. I'm going to give you a more firm answer. I think this is a changing of the guard. I don't think this will be exactly the same, you know, disproportionately favoring Damien Williams. But I do expect LaShawn McCoy to be taking a step back and Damien Williams to be taking a step forward. Really? Okay. Uh, I know there's a league I'm in where he's available. So... I'm spending every fab dollar I can on this guy. I think he could be a league winner if he does continue to be the guy for the Chiefs, like he was last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, he shows the talent, he's got the speed, and it's a great offense, especially when Mahomes comes back. So I'd be willing to go broke trying to get this guy for my team. Interesting. Yeah, there's just been too many weeks where it's back and forth where, you know, Damian Williams is the top running back, and then LaShawn McCoy is the top running back the next week, and then. I, I don't know. I just don't trust it enough. I need to see more consistency. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's valid. I understand where we're coming from. Uh, at a certain point, you just need huevos and yeah. you need to make make the call. Um, it's better to have him and, you know, see where it goes than be a week too late on picking him up. I'd prefer them so, to start Damian Williams over LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, like you said, it has been a little bit of a roller coaster, uh, but the usage uh, from this game in particular is yep. what makes me think Damian Williams is the guy moving forward. Hopefully, um, so I treat him as an RB three uh, currently, and I mean you've seen his potential; he could shoot all the way yeah. up to RB one. But if, I think an RB two finish is more familiar. Yeah, if he does this again next week, then definitely changing the guard. But I, I need to see one more week of this. Yeah, no, that's valid. Um, as far as receiving options, Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins. Seven right. receptions for 63 yards. Can't get excited about it. Yeah. Travis Kelsey was involved, just didn't get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So his life has a tight end. But Tyreek Hill continues to be just a freaky human being. 
six receptions for 140 yards and a touchdown, the fifth overall wide receiver this week. And I'm hoping you saw him catch up to Damon Williams on his touchdown run. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that in real time too. That was, it's just insane. It's insane. He's faster than the running back. Yeah. Tyreek Hill just doesn't seem like a, uh, he, a real human. He was like but, 10 yards yeah. behind too and he caught up and <laughs> passed him and he like patted Damien Williams on the back and Williams like freaked out thinking it was a defender. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, Tyreek is quite legitimately a freak. Yeah. He is a clear wide receiver one. Happy to see him getting production. And now. apparently uh, he doesn't without need... without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he doesn't need <laughs> Pat Mahomes to look good. Even Matt Moore will do for him, so... Uh, next up, we have the Colts who fell to the Steelers yeah. in... I think a shocker, but I think a part of that might be Jacoby Brissett left the game with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any more info, or at least I don't, yeah, with I regards to... It. They haven't really yeah. announced too much. Yeah, they've, they've kept it pretty close. I don't know how how this will impact or what the long-term damage is, but we'll just take it week by week. Yeah. If Brissett is out, I do think that is a pretty significant knock on all these skill players. Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge knock, but definitely a step down. Marlon Mack had 21 carries, but for only 89 yards. The Steelers' defense is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty wicked, um, I think, as a whole. They're not elite by any stretch, but they're they're good enough yeah. to slow slow they're, players down. They're pretty solid. I wouldn't put yes. them. Yeah, definitely not top 10, but they're definitely in the top half of in the NFL in defense. Yeah, so if you started Mack, you're disappointed, but uh, better days are ahead. Yep. This was just, unfortunately, he didn't score a touchdown this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Doyle, three receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. The Colts love their tight ends. Um, Zach Pascal, how do you feel about this guy? Uh, I'm He's growing on me, man. He, he really is. I mean, he's the clear number one receiver for this team now that T.Y. Hilton's gone. And I, I think I like him enough to put him on a flex, especially with these bye weeks, you know, with D-Hop out on a bye week. I think Pascal could be a an okay option for a, for a backup. Yeah, no, I, I like, I like where your head's at. I think I need to watch more of his route running and the way he plays, um, to really get a, a good feeling on him. For whatever reason, I just had this weird handicap on him. I just have a hard time seeing him as a, a valuable player, but he's continued to do it. And honestly, the, the stats speak for themselves. So yeah. I think you're right. I think he is flex capable, especially with T.Y. Hilton being out, uh, in the near future. So they have to throw it to somebody, and I think it's to be exactly. Jack Doyle, and it will most likely be Zach Pascal as well. Yeah, Brissett makes me a little nervous that he was out. You know, I was afraid that I don't know who you know Brian Hoyer's favorite receiver is going to be, but it looked to be Pascal. Um, we'll know more information about Brissett on uh, next week's recap, or not recap, uh, preview episode. So I like it. Stay tuned for that. Uh, over to the Steelers side of the ball. Oh, what could have been with Big Ben? Um, yeah. It's been sad kind of seeing Mason Rudolph out there. He hasn't been oh, terrible. He's been. been he's been a solid, solid QB, but yeah. he's no Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, unfortunately, Juju Smith-Schuster continues to suffer in his absence. Three receptions for 16 yards. Yep. Yeah, Juju turned into poo-poo, and it's not his fault. He's still an excellent, excellent receiver. He's just a victim mm-hmm. of circumstance. So if you have him, you're starting him. Uh, it's pretty hard to find players with that much upside. But, yeah, he's no longer in the wide receiver one conversation. Nope. I Definitely think he's not. barely holding on to wide receiver two consideration, um, and you certainly don't feel good starting him. 
So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's the current state of affairs. As far as running backs for the Steelers, a little more strange. With James Conner being out, it was the Jalen Samuels show. Uh, he was huge in PPR leagues. He had 13 receptions mm-hmm. for 73 yards, and he rushed eight times for 10 yards, which was much less good. Yeah. It, well, it seems like Trey Edmonds got most of the ground game. Uh, he had 12 carries, 73 yards, but Jalen Samuels was definitely more featured overall in this offense. Yeah, and I think Jalen will be a, a perfectly good flex uh, as long yeah. as James Conner's out. I really like the run game, uh, but Jalen Samuels, I feel, is the just the definition of just another guy. Uh, he's a warm body that the team trusts. All right, put him in. It's yep. He'll be fine. And at this point in the season, during bye weeks, and just the never-ending misery of owning running backs in the NFL, he's a solid flex. He's worthwhile having on a roster moving forward. I agree. Um, Vance McDonald reappears, shows up from the dead. He did get five receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to ignore it for the time being. I want to see how Vance continues to be involved in the offense. So tell me if you're different, but... I am not as excited about McDonald as I was earlier this season. No, no, there's two Philadelphia Eagle tight ends that are higher on the rankings than Vance McDonald. Yeah, no, I'm, I am with you there. Next up, we have the, oh man, battle Should've for the saddest, saddest franchise in the NFL. Oh. The Jets lost to the Dolphins. They lost. I should have picked the Dolphins. I wanted to. You should have. Didn't. You've got no huevos. Uh, Yeah. Starting with the Jets, I was really happy to see Le'Veon Bell be that involved. Uh, 17 carries for 66 yards, eight receptions for 55 yards, over 100 total yards. However, he is running behind a really bad offensive line. He had no room to run, uh, and there were... uh, don't have an exact number, but there were numerous plays where he was stopped either before the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. And because he's an incredibly talented athlete, he got yards after contact. Yep. Um, so if he was on a different team, oh my gosh. If he was with Detroit, he'd be a top top eight running back. <sighs> oh man. But that unfortunately, good offensive with line, the Jets, man. they are just bleeding him dry. So he's still involved. He's still a super talented player. But I think, unfortunately, this is his upside rest of season. It's it's you can't get it done against the Dolphins. Uh, your team's bad. Yeah, I I said it at the uh, at the last episode of the Week Nine preview where if the Jets don't do well this game, I've lost all faith in this offense. I've lost all faith. I mean, there's one player that I'm still hanging on to, but other than that, man, it's just. I mean, Bell tried his best, but the whole team around him, like you said, just did terrible. Yeah, um, as far as the team around him, Sam, Sam Darnold continues to be terrible. Uh, yeah. I I truly think it's just him in his head. I think he is a good quarterback. Yeah. I just think Adam Gase is a moron, and I think he's just being... yeah. Like he said in the game, he's seeing ghosts. He is yeah. just in over his head, unfortunately. I think this is a lost season for the Jets. Uh, Jamison Crowder had a good stat line, eight That's receptions like. for 83 yards and a touchdown. Yep. I think he is flex worthy moving forward. He's clearly uh, Darnold's go-to guy. Yep. Unfortunately, Robbie Anderson did not get it done. Two receptions for 33 yards. You knew this was the floor for Robbie, but against the Dolphins, you're hoping for a ceiling. And he 
delivered in a big way and a negative way. I think he made a pretty loud statement that he should be nowhere near your starting lineup. And I, yep. I dropped him for a handcuff. I don't want a piece of this. I don't see upside. I only see a liability. Yeah, I think, like you said, he's a he's a great player to drop and prepare for the playoffs with handcuffs. So just look for other options there because Robbie Anderson is great. He's a great receiver, but with Sam Darnold in the state that he's in, is just not going to work. Yeah, no, I'm I am with you there, Andrew. Break down yeah. the Miami side of the ball for me. Your favorite team, my favorite team, the Dolphins finally win a game, um, and. I want to say that they're, you know, they're trending up, but they're they're not. Here's the issue. Here's, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, he had a great game, surprisingly. He yep. was the fifth best quarterback this week, which is insane. He had 288 yards, three TDs. Um, the issue is that Preston Williams, which was the best wide receiver on the team, he got five receptions, 72 yards, two TDs. Uh, he injured his knee during that game. He's out for the rest of the season. So that's someone something to worry about. Mark Walton, the star running back. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Did you say star? Yeah, he's. I yeah, mean, he's more take that back. more featured no, than Kalen Balaj. He's more featured than Kalen Balaj. He what got a star. He, he didn't have a good game. He got 12 carries, 29 yards. Uh, but he's suspended for four games now. He got suspended due to the uh, the issues. During, I think he got a couple of arrests during preseason um we don't need to get into that but he's gone for four games so that's basically you know he's not fantasy relevant anymore uh the only fantasy relevant player in my head Devonte parker so four receptions 57 yards and a touchdown that's a good game as a wide receiver two now he's a wide receiver one on the dolphins so i like him moving forward and i kind of like mike uh gaseki 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 the tight end for the Dolphins, um, six receptions, 95 yards. So those are really the only two players I like there. Yeah, wow. Um, I think, let me just break down a few of these things first. Um, Gusecki, I get it in a tight end landscape. You just, you don't know yeah. where to turn. I would turn almost anywhere else before I okay. trust my Gusecki. Um, his most recent accomplishment, other than this past game, was making a really nice catch uh, in training camp. So... I, I do think he has a long way to go before he's roster worthy. Um, and as far as Devontae Parker got opportunity though. Oh, uh, he certainly, certainly has opportunity. Um, and you're more than welcome to take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Devontae Parker, I think he is a legitimate wide receiver three. Um, and I think he is absolutely worthy of a flex position. He's shown a propensity this season for scoring touchdowns. Uh, shockingly uh, he was a highly scouted or highly uh, valued draft pick when he entered the league and he's just been awful since he came into the league <laughs> he just hasn't had his head on straight struggled yep. with drops consistently um, but this season he seems to be making the most of his opportunities his drops have been disappearing and he seems to really be a playmaker and Fitzpatrick likes to highlight him so mm-hmm. now that Preston Williams is out of the way I think Devontae Parker is a solid flex and could work his way even higher than that. I agree. Yeah, I like him in that flex spot. Uh, I do also want to say, uh, with Mark Walton being out, Kalen Bellage is the only running back left in yeah. Miami. Yeah. I don't like him. No. I don't like him as a player. 
I don't think he's a particularly good teammate or or a person in a football team. However, it's fantasy football, and any warm body that is a starting job uh, in the NFL <laughs> at running back is roster worthy. So it, he's somebody that I would be adding. I wouldn't break the bank to get him, but in bye week, by apocalypse, injuries piling up, you might need a running back, and you can certainly do worse than the starting option for a football yeah. team. I mean, it, it's always a the starting running back is always a good idea to have on your team, obviously. Um, but I mean, he dodges footballs. I can't, I can't do that. It, it, I just have such an issue with them, and I can't get myself to pick them up. Well, he just made the uh, the uh, argument about opportunity for Gasecki. I did. Um, I'm gonna give the same exact thing to you yeah. uh, if, with Lage. If you need a player, I mean, you kind of got to pick him up because he's got the opportunity. It's just hard. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a good. It, it, feel it, good. Leaves, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, but. it's it's like kale. Yeah. It's good for you, mm-hmm. and you know it's a thing that should happen. You just hate yourself when you when you eat it. Yeah. It's like a worse spinach, which I didn't think spinach could get much worse. But uh, let's move on. It found a way. It Next up, way. we have the Washington Professional Football Franchise, who yep. lost to the Buffalo Bills, America's team. Who would have predicted that? I would like to thank everybody. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Starting with Washington, Adrian Peterson continues to defy time and genetics. 18 carries for over 100 yards against a stout defensive line. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, unfortunately, did come short of expectations. Um, very talented rookie, but he could not get it done against the Bills. Only had four receptions for 39 yards. I will say, I, I will eat some crow here. Dwayne okay. Haskins... Yeah looked better than I gave him credit for. He's still terrible. He's still bad. a bad quarterback. Yeah, it wasn't but from I thought it NFL would be... perspective. It wasn't bad. From fantasy perspective, he was non-existent. But... Yeah, I thought it was going to be just just extraordinarily bad. Who was the quarterback last year that threw like the five interceptions and a half? Oh, um, I thought that wasn't that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, it was Jameis Winston. No, no, it wasn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There's a player. There was a backup, backup, backup quarterback last year. That was just horrendous. And that's what I was kind of expecting for Dwayne Haskins this game. He wasn't good, but he certainly wasn't terrible. So I I guess there may be hope for Haskins yet. And Um, Terry. There's a little bit of hope. Yeah, no, there's more than a little bit of hope. There's some hope. They're going up against the Jets <laughs> next week. So Yeah, and we all know that the Jets suck. So They're I will be terrible. on Terry next week. Yeah. Um, over to the Bills side of the ball. Really? Here we go. Everybody performed except for Frank Gore. Uh, Josh uh-huh. Allen. Which is kind of good for me. Yeah. I like that. And for me too. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Allen looked solid. You know, he's not the most talented quarterback in the NFL, but fantasy football doesn't care about that. He gets it done. Uh, he uh, throws for a touchdown and rushes for a touchdown. Yep. I'll save my favorite news story for last. Uh, okay. John Brown, four receptions, continuing his streak of over 50 yards. He got 76 yards in this contest. It's like all I'm cheering for now. When I'm watching the Bills, I'm like, just get Brown 50 more yards. <laughs> get him past 50. Get him 50. Uh, he's got to beat Michael Thomas. He's got to beat Michael Thomas. Uh, Cole Beasley, two receptions he for 13 yards and a touchdown. Andrew, you were caught with the Beasles, and yeah. he came through once again. That's, I'm riding with it. There's, there's no, uh, there's no vaccine for the Beasles, so. <laughs> 
He's in my flex. That was pretty good from now on. Oh gosh, he's in my flex from now on. So, um, it gets a touchdown. That's all. I, that's all I want in that flex position. True. Um, my favorite news story from this game. Yes. Favorite thing that happened. By far the best. Devin Singletary breaks out in a major way. He had 20 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown, three receptions for 45 yards, and most importantly, oh, Frank Gore had 11 carries yeah. for 15 yards Still and alive. looked horrible. He looked terrible. Oh, he had red zone opportunity after red zone opportunity uh-huh. and couldn't finish. So that made Devin look all that much better and Devin Singletary did make the most of his opportunities. Absolutely. Um, I it think just, there was a changing of the guard. I think Singletary did yeah. his, his job moving forward. Yep. He's an RB3 right now, and he has got a real chance to become an RB2 rest of season. I agree. I, I definitely think this one is a changing of the guard situation. Uh, it just got me thinking, though, what, what would have happened if they Frank Gore's 11 carries would have gone to Singletary? Oh. <laughs> would have been good could have would have been. been good but maybe we'll see that next week who knows yep don't get greedy don't get greedy no. singletary good stat line i'm really excited about yeah. singletary um i'm really excited to see what he can do moving forward me too all right that whole uh, bills team as a whole it's just fun yeah for reals i i like them that's why they're america's team exactly. moving on we have the tennessee titans who lost to the carolina panthers starting with the titans derrick henry just a I, I don't like watching him play. I just don't. <laughs> gets it done. He's, he he gets it done in an ugly way. Yeah, really he's just one of those fashion. players. You just don't watch him play. Just put him in your lineup, watch yep. other games, and just be happy with it. Exactly. Uh, he had 13 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown, three receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown, fourth overall running back in fantasy football this week. Mm-hmm. He gets it done. He's a stud, and don't worry about it too much. Get it. But a well. Uh, AJ Brown, four receptions for 81 yards. I'm not super interested in either one of these Titans receivers. Yeah, AJ Brown's been that player where I've always, just throughout this entire season, he's just fringe bench player for me. I always look and I'm like, oh, I could pick him up maybe, but he's just not good enough for me to want to put on my team. Yeah, and especially at this point in the season, I don't think he is going to be a breakout start every week. And at this point in the season, you don't want that risky kind of player on your on your team yeah. uh, when you would never feel comfortable putting him in your starting lineup. So I would just say ignore him at this point. Uh, people you cannot ignore include Christian McCaffrey, just yep. an absolute monster of a human being. He crushes it yet again. Three total touchdowns, number one overall running back. But you all knew that. Mm-hmm. More, uh, more fringe players. Okay, oh, I get Moore. it. I get it. More fringe players. Okay, it's a good one. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I was hoping you pick up on that. I feel like DJ you did Moore that on accident, but you just owned up to it. I'll take credit where credits due. All right. DJ Moore, seven receptions for 101 yards. Happy to see him involved. He was a checkdown guy, and he he got it done. Mm-hmm. Um, heavily involved, made the most of his opportunities. Uh, Curtis Samuel, three receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. I really like both of these guys moving yep. forward. Cam Newton was put on IR earlier today, so he's done for the season. This is Kyle Allen's uh, backfield, or not backfield, his receiving core. This is his team. Yeah. I think he can get it done, and these guys have a really, really favorable matchup moving forward. I think Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore 
are going to be low-end wide receiver threes moving forward. Wow, yeah, I just looked at their matchups. Uh, they play the Falcons twice, so there's that. Yeah, but, Andrew, yeah. let's have their next four matchups for me. Yeah, so their next four, so they got the Packers, which... They're, yep, they're you know, beatable. They're beatable. <laughs> uh, Falcons, so that's easy. Saints, which is going to be a little little hard, but you know they're going to need to throw the ball there. Uh, and then the Washington pro- Professional Football Franchise. And then the Falcons again. Yeah, no, that's a killer... That killer lineup there i really like both these options um i like the panthers as a team Um, there it was a great overall performance this game i mean their defense i think played decent you know good enough and their offense overall running throwing all that i think worked out really well it's a good balance good balance indeed uh next up we have the detroit lions who lost shockingly to the oakland raiders someone's andrew i would you called it i called you called it yeah um let's start with the raiders side of the ball i think the raiders might legitimately have the worst secondary in football agree or disagree uh disagree because i think that's the 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 lions and that's why i picked the raiders to to win the the Lions have a terrible secondary. It's really close. I think they're about even. Mm, man, no, I, I think the Raiders are way worse. However, for the sake of fantasy football and yeah. our viewers, let's break down the Lions first. Yep. Matthew Stafford continues to be a monster. Um, this is the talented quarterback we remember seeing in 2011. He's the gunslinger that can get it done. Uh, instead of Calvin Johnson, now he has Kenny Galladay. Galladay had four receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. He is a bona fide wide receiver one. Marvin Jones continues to impress. Eight receptions for 126 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Jones kind of went from obscurity. People weren't all that excited about him. He's becoming pretty hot. He's... You know, where do you where do you have him ranked? It, it, it's hard because of it is inconsistency. So, you know, for example, week six against the Packers, you only got 17 yards. Week seven against the uh, Vikings got four touchdowns, 93 yards. Week Next week against the Giants, 22 yards. And then this week, 126 yards and a touchdown. He's really inconsistent, but I really like his upside. So I got him in that flex position, maybe high end flex. Well, and here's the thing that's gone really well for Marvin Jones is Karrion Johnson being out of the picture. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a running game, so it's coming down to Matthew Stafford making it happen himself. Mm-hmm. And the way he does that is by slinging the football. And that's what Marvin Jones does really well is catching those. So I think his success has been directly correlated to Karrion Johnson's demise. Uh, and Galladay is a top 10. Marvin Jones, do you see him as a top 24 receiver? I do. Wow. I do. Yeah, I no, and that's, there. that's a, I mean, well, I can absolutely see where you're coming he's from. He's 14th right now, which is crazy. Yeah. It's and those are with a couple games. gigantic yeah. games. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you have to take him seriously. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of an afterthought after the draft and he really has turned into an every week starter moving forward. Yeah. I really yeah. like this, uh, the lions passing game here. I think Stafford is my favorite streaming quarterback this season. I mean, yeah. I would be comfortable starting. Stafford oh, absolutely. Oh, he's better than Wentz. He's better than Baker. He's better than Tom Brady. I'd rather have Stafford yeah, I, than all those guys. I got the list here. He's sixth overall. Wow. Okay. He's better than Murray, Mahomes. I guess that's because Mahomes got injured. So, um, you know, Matt Ryan, 
Jared Goff, all of that. Yeah, so kudos to Stafford Ridiculous. making it happen. New offensive coordinators are a magical thing. If only they can win. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's asking too much. Uh, J.D. McKissick yeah. goes off uh, as only J.D. McKissick can do. Four carries for 32 yards, but three receptions yep. for 40 yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't expect this to happen again. I think McKissick is a very, very low-end player. Um, and I'm not really excited about any Lions running back. No, uh, I agree with that statement there. Ty Johnson got most of the carries. He got five more than McKissick, but only got 29 yards. So if you look at the average, McKissick's averaging you know, eight rushing yards per carry. Ty Johnson, 3.2. I I don't like either of those options Yeah, at if, all. If I had to start one of them, it'd be McKissick. But yeah, it it, it's a pretty yeah. gross situation, and this team will be run through Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah. Speaking of being run on or run by... The Oakland Raiders star rookie Josh Jacobs is a fantasy football game changer. 28 yeah. carries. That's magical. That is just music to fantasy owners ears. He had 120 total yards and two touchdowns. Jeez. He was the fifth overall running back uh, this week. And he really is demonstrating he has ability. He has the opportunity. And I think he's yep. a superstar. I think he's a top 10 running back moving forward. That's exactly where he is, too, 10th overall. I I think he can get even higher than that. I'm not going to go and say top five, but I think he could be a higher-end top 10. Yeah, no, next next year you will have to draft him a lot earlier than you did oh this year. Uh, Tyrell Williams does something shocking and does not score yeah. a touchdown. I, I almost wanted, wanted to put him in the, uh, the satin gum section, but, you know, just because he didn't yeah. get that touchdown yeah. that he's averaging a game, much. but I was like, <laughs> I was expecting I was expecting too much for Tyro Williams. This is more Yeah. This is more like what this is I just feel floor. like we're gonna see. Yep. Yeah. Uh Darren Waller, two receptions for fifty two yards. It's Not the bad. tight end sadness. You'll take it yeah. with a smile yep. on your face. Happy at this point. such a deal. Yeah. Next up we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who lost in a shootout to the Seattle Seahawks. That was a fun game. This was a fun game for a lot of reasons. I had a lot of calls go right. We'll start with the Buccaneers side of the ball. Ronald Jones, freaking thank you. Holy Finally crap. did it. God. I Finally, he got the work. <laughs> 18 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Yep. Peyton Barber was an afterthought, entirely ineffective. And after the game, Bruce Arians admitted that Ronald Jones should be treated as a starter moving forward. Which we saw this game he did. He got almost five times as many carries as Peyton Barber. And so. was way more effective with them. So yeah. really happy and to see this. Game. Yeah, another backfield gets a little more clear. Ronald Jones yep. would be my number one pickup on waivers. I'm spending 50% 100%. of fab on him. 100%. Yeah. Uh, no, I really like him. And I think rest of the season he can be an RB3 uh, with RB2 upside. I guess we should probably explain what FAB is, so that stands for free agent budget. Because in some, yeah, do you want to explain more of that? Sure. Yeah. So in in I'd say majority of leagues, the way waivers works is everybody's given uh, 100 imaginary dollars or whatever amount of imaginary dollars you want, yeah. uh, and everybody puts in a bid for players they want uh, off waivers. So if you have 100 dollars, if we say spend 50 percent of your FAB. We'd say a $50 bid for Ronald Jones would be appropriate. So the more you want a player, the more you have to pay up for it. Exactly. Um, yeah, really excited for Ronald Jones. I think he is 
I'm not gonna say a game winner, but he's gonna be a really solid uh, team he'll, booster. Yeah, he'll get you. He'll get you your projected points. He's a booster. Like. He's a league yeah. booster. We'll say it that way. Yep. Uh, Mike Evans goes off yet again. Twelve receptions for 180 yards and a touchdown. Welcome back to being a elite wide receiver. Took a little mm-hmm. bit, but you got there. Chris Godwin, unfortunately, is starting to fade back towards a wide receiver two that he was projected to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Seven receptions. That's still pretty good, but only for 61 yards. Yep. Yeah, he's still featured enough to where you obviously are going to start him. I would still say wide receiver one. Um, but yeah, he's he's dropping real quick. Yeah, I, I mean, I would rather have Chris Godwin than Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah anybody else from the Buccaneers you feel? that we need to break down. OJ Howard is supposed to come back this upcoming week. I'm curious. I think OJ Howard is worth a roster spot to speculate on if he's available in the off chance, you know, they decide to incorporate him again. Uh, This offense can move. They can get things done. If they just overnight decide to incorporate OJ Howard, the way they were last year, he becomes a top tier tight end. Yeah. He's super talented. Yeah. I'd be tempted to, to roster him and see what happens if you have the burnable roster spot. Yeah, uh, um, that's that's the key. If you have a burnable roster spot, do it. Yeah, um, he's an example. He's an example of somebody with upside that's worth taking at this point in the season. Yeah. Um. Yep. So yeah, definitely something to look into. Yeah, tight ends are so scarce at the moment. A good tight end, I should say, is so scarce that if OJ Howard actually goes off, then you'll be so happy. It'll be a pickup of pickup of the year. Uh, over to the Seahawks side of the ball. Yeah. It was just raining fantasy football points. A lot of top performances. It was this just week. wonderful. So Russell Wilson makes his MVP case all that much more strong. Five total touchdowns, almost 400 total yards. Number one in our hearts and in fantasy football. Yep. Um, just a champion. Uh, and because of that performance, he really elevated really everybody on the team. Chris Carson, mm-hmm. 16 carries for over 100 yards. That's great. You would have liked to see a touchdown, but beggars can't be cheaters. Hang on to the ball. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's got a problem with that. Tyler Lockett, a wide receiver one, is getting it done week after week. 13 receptions for 152 yards, two touchdowns. Buccaneers have a terrible defense, so don't expect this frequently. But he's involved every single week, and he's making impossible catches every single week. So if you have somebody who can make impossible catches, combine it with a QB who can make impossible throws, that's fantasy football goodness. This Tyler Lockett player, he is a, I think he's a top eight wide receiver. I mean, correct me if if I'm wrong, but there's not a whole lot of other players I'd rather have ahead of Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, he's he's way up there. Um, Yeah, third best wide receiver now this year. Yeah. Performance. The only thing that worries me is the remaining schedule for the Seahawks because they got to play the 49ers twice. They play the Panthers, um, Vikings, Eagles, and the Rams Cardinals. So it's going to be a tougher matchups, but yeah, I, I, they're good enough to start. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I still really like Tyler Lockett and I think he's talented yeah. enough to get the better of those matchups. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf, my personal toot toot my own horn moment. Six mm-hmm. receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown. 
Really happy to see him make the most of his opportunities. And he was everywhere. Uh, Not only did he have the big play, which was much appreciated. He had a 50-yard touchdown. But he was incorporated. He had a two-point conversion, making contested catches. He was involved. He was a big part of this offense, which I was thrilled by. Run game too. Yeah, he had a rush for seven yards. Yeah, no, really excited to see him utilized in that way. He leads all rookie wide receivers in yards. Uh, No, I'm excited to see what he can develop into. He's a very different player than Tyler Lockett. He kind of reminds me of a young Josh Gordon. So as long as he can stay off the uh, the substances, (laughs) I think Metcalf can be great. The big question mark I have on this team is it's not Abercrombie, it is Jacob Hollister. Four receptions nice. for 37 nice. yards, two touchdowns. Nice. Luke Wilson is hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. We lost Will Disley, rip. All that's left is Jacob Hollister. Is he somebody yeah. you'd be looking at? I, I know it feels gross. Uh, he's not somebody I was particularly all that excited by, but if no. Wilson continues to look this good, Jacob Hollister, if he's this involved, he's worth a shot. Yeah. We saw earlier in the, you know, this season how featured Will Disley is and Hollister's in that position. So, you know, if I, I'm making the argument this uh this episode where he's got the opportunity, I say go for it. I say go for it. He's only owned in it looks like one percent of leagues, which is insane. But, you know, he got two TDs, he's the only thing that worries me is uh, Josh Gordon playing. That's the only thing. But I would roster him. I wouldn't start him at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I, I can certainly see that being the case. Um, but no, Will Disley was performing. Luke Wilson, shockingly, was performing. And Hollister could be the next guy up. It might not even matter who's catching the balls uh, as long as <laughs> Wilson's the one throwing him to him in this offense. Could be worthwhile. Uh, that was my favorite game of the week. Buccaneers versus yep. Seahawks. Just Mine too. oodles and oodles of fantasy points. Let's move on to your least favorite game of the week. My least favorite game of the week. <laughs> uh, the Packers fell apart against the yep. LA Chargers. We'll start with the Packers. Rodgers did not have a good day. Um, actually, nobody had a good day. The only one who had a good day, kind of, was Jamal Williams. Two carries for 10 yeah. yards, six receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown. I think it was a day to forget. I I cannot tell you what went wrong, um, but I can tell you it will get better. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was frustrated visibly. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones wasn't effective on the ground. Devonte Adams had seven receptions, so that's great, but for only forty one yards. Yeah, just it, it was a day to forget. Um, it was. I think they're trying to figure out how to make it work with Devonte Adams back in the picture. Yeah, I don't have much for you other than that. Um, I do really like all these players moving forward. I just think he got kicked in the balls and you just got to move on forward. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That was definitely, like you said, a performance to forget for the Packers. Yeah. I don't know performers I'm there. Very optimistic moving forward. But uh, over to the Chargers side of the ball. Um, yeah, Mike Williams. We'll start with Mike Williams. He had three receptions for 111 yards. If you don't watch the game, you just look at the box score. You are very impressed. You think he's a great pickup. Yeah. He had some huge catches that really, I feel like, mask what his actual value was in this offense. Um, I have Mike Williams as a wide receiver four, a low-end wide receiver three. You really don't like Mike Williams, do you? I really don't. Uh, 
I, I think this will be a pretty run-heavy team moving forward. Um, Keenan Allen disappointed once again. Three receptions for 40 yards. He seems to be going off the rails, but he's one of those players that just has these streaks of bad play and then all of a sudden yeah. decides to set the world on fire and get huge huge points again. So, yeah, I, I think that he's a he's a, a good wide receiver. He just He's not getting any touchdowns. I mean, he literally doesn't have... He's not getting receptions either. Any, yeah, he doesn't have any touchdowns this season, and which you know that's what you want from a for a fantasy <laughs> player. So, yep. I mean, I I think he is a desperate flex for me. Oh, I'm sorry, Keenan going. Allen or Hunter Henry or oh, uh, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mike, Ev- Mike Williams. Williams. There's a lot of confusion. I'm saying Mike Williams. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, yes. I was talking Mike Williams is a desperation flex. Keenan Allen is one of those players where obviously you got to start him, but he's not doing much. Right. Uh, Hunter Henry was a bright spot. Seven receptions yep. for 84 yards. Ever since he got back from injury, he really is involved. He's a, a premier tight end. He's getting that that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon was the star of the show. 20 carries for 80 yards, two touchdowns, third overall running back this week. They finally gave him the workload. I think he deserves. You know, he's a fantastic runner, and the Green Bay Packers have a horrendous run defense. Um, so welcome back to RB one status, Melvin Gordon, in my humble opinion, Austin yep. Eckler has 12 carries, 70 yards, four receptions for 23 yards. I think it's the Melvin Gordon show moving forward. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this could be another changing of the guard scenario. I think Eckler is still going to get a decent amount of points to, for him to be at, at a flex position, but definitely don't expect what he did first couple of weeks. Right. Uh, where do you have Melvin Gordon ranked rest of season? Do you have him as a top 10 RB, top 20? I, I got him top 20. I don't have him as a top 10 yet because this is really the first game that we've seen him go off. So, Yeah, I, I am with you there. Next up, we have probably the ugliest game of the week. Cleveland Browns lost to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, really not a whole lot of bright spots. Nick Chubb had 20 carries, uh, was held to under 100 yards. Odell Beckham Jr. is a fantastic athlete, but he was held under 100 yards again. Yep. Jarvis Landry caught a touchdown, um, but it's Jarvis Landry, so you can't really get all that excited. He's not started in a lot of leagues, and this offense doesn't inspire all that much confidence. Yeah, it, I I like Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't like anyone else on this team. I don't want anything to do with any other player on this team besides Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I'm still starting Odell Beckham Jr. if I have him. He did have a really tough matchup against Chris Harris, who is a fantastic defensive player on the Broncos. And I mean, he's a shutdown player. So the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. was able to do 87 yards of damage against Chris Harris is, I think, extremely impressive. So I do still really like Odell Beckham Jr. moving forward. You you need to to play him. I think this is a very similar situation to uh, New York Jets where Le'Veon Bell and Nick Chubb are really the stars of the show, and then you got players like Odell Beckham and Jameson Crowder who are, you know, just oh, there. God, that's gross that you're comparing. It's gross, but it's true. Yeah. It's uh, true. They, they're only as good as their, their quarterback, and their quarterbacks are not doing well. Yeah, no, this is a team in decline. I'm curious to see if they are going to just continue to uh, – I guess regress or if they're just going to altogether implode. So yeah, definitely the arrow is pointing down on the Browns. Once again, return to normalcy for the Browns Uh, over to the Broncos side of the ball. 
I I don't know how excited to get. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, you know, he's he's a fine RB2. You know, he's I, he's involved. Really he's getting it done him. week after week. So yeah. I, I as much as I don't like to admit it, I like Lindsay. Uh Cortland Sutton is I think a wow. really good wide receiver. I had yeah. a lot of doubts this week, uh, especially with the new quarterback in town, but five receptions for 56 yards and his touchdown catch was extraordinary. Was beautiful. Yeah. He literally stole it from the defender who had an easy beautiful. interception. Uh, Sutton ripped it out of his hands, made an awesome yeah. move and came down with the touchdown. So court and Sutton, even though I don't like the quarterback situation, I think he's a must-start wide receiver, too. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Noah Fant had a great game, 115 yards and a touchdown. However, um, I don't think that was a accurate stat line to expect or really yeah. treat seriously. He had a pretty short catch um, and run, and the Browns just decided not to play. Yep. So really, his three receptions should have been 30 yards. But he ended up with 115 and a touchdown. So yeah, don't get too I excited. Um, yeah, Two I, this season, and yeah. you know the the next highest you know receiving yard game is 37 for him. So don't expect too much from him. Um, I I have him as that desperation need to pick up a tight end. Don't know who to pick Ugh, up. Yeah, consider him. But no, nothing special. Speaking of nothing special, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots finally yeah. fell. They fall oh, slash fell to the Baltimore Ravens. This is a fun game because nobody likes the Patriots yeah. outside of Boston. Uh, Tom Brady has a very pedestrian game. One touchdown, one interception, under 300 yards. James White, nine carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, no, I was happy to see he got the work I was kind of expecting for him. Uh, and as good as James White was, that's how bad Sony Michelle was. So yep. hopefully you sat Michelle and hopefully you started White. Uh, Edelman, you know, just continues to be just the human energizer bunny. 10 receptions for 89 yards. Mo Sanu, welcome to the Patriots. 10 receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Oh, that one too. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i shocked. You were pretty at- spot on except for the prediction of the score yeah no i i'm impressed with muhammad sanu i thought i thought it was going to take longer for him to get acclimated to the offense he looked really good and he was heavily heavily involved so you gotta love it i think you treat him as a wide receiver low low end wide receiver three until he continues to prove himself yeah and i mean if he keeps this up man he's he's i would feel very comfortable putting him as a wide receiver three high end flex, maybe even wide receiver two. Yeah, no, I, I think he could absolutely get there by season's have another, end. Yeah. Uh, have another game like this. And I'm, I'm very happy with him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, cements his spot as a shockingly capable QB. Uh, he threw 463 yards and a touchdown and he rushed 16 times for 61 yards and two touchdowns. He gets it done. He is yeah. a fantasy football cheat code. With that rushing, he just delivers. Mark Ingram, shockingly, in my opinion, had 15 carries for 115 yards. I would say that's the biggest shock this game. Yeah, and outside of Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, nobody else performed. Uh, Gus Edwards got a touchdown, but that doesn't help anybody. Mark Andrews only had 21 yards on two catches. And Marquise Brown, three receptions for 
for 48 yeah. yards. That was the best receiver there. Marquise if you, Brown, yeah, if you weren't named Lamar Jackson and your name wasn't Mark Ingram, you did not have a very good day. Uh-uh. Um, but really, those are those are really the two big fantasy relevant players on the Ravens. I know Mark Andrews has been really good, but he's kind of back and forth, and that's really how tight ends go. Because if you you know if you get Mark Andrews a tight end this game, then he's great. But yeah, just the way the tight ends work. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Sunday night football or Monday night football, we Monday had night. the Cowboys who took on the Giants. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for an upset. Didn't quite happen. Cowboys um, put down the Giants pretty comfortably. Yeah. Dak Prescott looks like a very capable quarterback. He will be getting a large contract, I'm sure. Three touchdowns, one interception, and his interception was the first play of the game for that Dak was, Prescott. That was kind of funny. It was. And upsetting as a Prescott owner, but... Yeah, he rallied. Yeah. He rallied. Yeah, he did. yeah, rallying is an understatement there. Uh, Zeke... He delivered a a good yardage amount, 23 carries for 139 yards. The touchdowns just haven't really been there the way you wanted them to be for Elliott this year. But, you know, I'm sure it'll come. He's getting the involvement that would lead to touchdowns. So touchdowns are hard hard to predict. Still like the opportunity for Zeke. Mari Cooper, 80 yards and a touchdown. Gallup, 33 yards and a touchdown. It's good to be in Dallas. Yeah, I love those two. I love both of them. It's great. (laughs) It's great. Yeah, you are a lifelong Cowboys fan. I'm not at all, but you know, <laughs> if you've been listening to us for a while, I predicted beginning of the season, before the beginning of the season, Prescott top five finish, which he is right now, and Amari Cooper top five finish, which he's in ninth. So, yeah, that no, was a great call. Um, which to the Giants side of the ball, Daniel Jones continues to be yeah. a rookie. Two hundred ten yards, one touchdown, one interception. I like Daniel Jones. I think he has a really bright future. Uh, but, you know, he, he's a rookie quarterback. He's hard to depend on. Saquon Barkley continues to look like a great running back. Unfortunately, his his upside somewhat limited in this offense. 14 carries for 28 yards uh, yeah. and six receptions for 67 yards. Top he, receiver on the team, by the way. Yep, he got game scripted out of this. Um, other than that, Golden Tate only had six receptions for 42 yards. Yep. Evan Ingram, six receptions, 48 yards. Ingram, you have to treat as a top top eight tight end just, just because of his involvement. Uh, Golden Tate, I think, is unfortunately low-end flex material, rest of way. Um, yeah. He's just making... Like better than Slayton, actually. Oh, I, God, this, yeah. This game proved it because Slayton was on a hot streak, but Slayton yeah. only got one reception, six mm-hmm. yards. So Yeah, I know. Tate, Tate's definitely more valuable than Slayton. Um, but yeah, no, this this Giants offense is going through some growing pains. But you're starting Barkley, you're starting Ingram. Other than that, I, I think that sums up the Giants. Yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, I think we can end today's uh, podcast with our step it up and satin gum segment. We'll start with some players who stepped it up. Yeah. We do share a lot of these, so this might be a shorter segment than we're used one to. Of, one of each, maybe. However, step it up, Devin Singletary. Yes. Finally, 20 carries, mm-hmm. 20 total attempts, 140 yards and a touchdown. Frank Gore, please, please stay, stay away. Just be okay yeah. passing the baton. <laughs> Let it out. happen. Sit on the bench, take, you know, yeah. take a paycheck and just relax. Enjoy your Hall of Fame career. Yeah, you had really a Based on career. longevity. Yeah, just Stop. enjoy it. Let Singletary be the guy. Thank you, Devin Singletary. 
You mm. proved you can do it. I'm hoping you can do it. Rest away. There you go. Um, I put down Lamar Jackson, and I know it could seem a, like a cop out, but we honestly, I feel like when we did the preview, we weren't expecting much from the Ravens' offense because we, you know, they were going against the best defense in the league. But Lamar Jackson absolutely tore it up. Three total touchdowns, two of them rushing, which is insane from quarterback. And I'm just happy that he can play this well against such a great team. Yeah, no, he proved he is capable. Yeah. Uh, next up, I have, let me see here, DK Metcalf, the mm-hmm. electric rookie, 123 yards, touchdown, two-point conversion, and not just his stat line, but he was involved. Russell Wilson, you know, makes some pretty, uh, not high values the wrong way to put it. He made uh, throws in a really intense part of the game to Metcalf. This is a guy yeah. he trusts. This is a guy who delivers on what he's expected to do. So mm-hmm. thrilled to see his electric ability with his huge catch. But I was more happy to see him just be as involved as he was. DK Metcalf was a clear winner this week. Yep. Uh, I'll stick with the wide receiver for my last uh, step it up. Devontae Parker. I have really wanted to put Preston Williams on here, but unfortunately he's injured. So Devontae Parker, one of the only fantasy relevant players on the Dolphins, he got four receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown in their first win against the Jets. Um, I think he had a pretty solid game, and I think that he's going to be great moving forward as the clear wide receiver one. My final step it up was Zach Ertz. He finally shows up. Nine receptions for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Thank heavens for the people who drafted him and were sick of him. He delivered. He proved he can do it once again. I think better days are ahead for sure for Ertz. It's going to be more of a timeshare with him and Goddard sharing uh, the fantasy goodness, but Ertz will be better than he has been. Happy Mm. to see he's still got it in him. Next up, we have the satin gum segment. Players who were no good in week nine. I will start with Adam Thielen. Now, this isn't his fault. Really like the guy. But he went out there, re-aggravated his injury, finished the day with a big fat zero. So I'm really sorry if you started him. He broke your heart. But at least next week, you know not to put him out there. Yep. That's well put. Um, I got Gardner Minshew. Uh, now, this is where I'm going to admit that we were wrong. We thought that Gardner Minshew could actually have a good game against this uh, Texan secondary. He didn't. 27 for 47. Um 309 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns, just an overall terrible performance for Gardner Minshew. And I think, you know, this season could be over for him. Yeah, and I I think it will be over for him. Next up, I have Aaron Jones, who let me down in a big way, both as a fantasy owner and a Packer fan. He really ended up with some stinky cheese. Aaron Jones, eight carries, 30 yards, that's no bueno. Yep. I do expect that to change. Just chalk it up to a bad day, but he let you down. He did. Yeah, I had Aaron Jones as well. So my final satin gum player, Allen Robinson. Now I talked about, you know, uh, I think last episode I said that Allen Robinson to me is one of the only fantasy relevant players on the Bears, and he let me down. One reception for six yards. Um, you know, you're really only as good as your quarterback, and – Trubisky is not good. Trubisky's <laughs> terrible. So yeah, I'd rather have Muhammad Sanu as my quarterback. Yeah, you know, he he can throw. He can. 
You can, you can throw. Yeah, you can uh, definitely throw. They said the they signed Muhammad Sanu just as a backup for Tom Brady. Yeah, no, and that'd be a pretty good one. I'm uh-huh. sure he'll get a huge quarterback offseason contract because of that. Exactly. Uh, my final satin gum player is Sony Michelle. As a Michelle owner, I'm sure a lot of you have experienced the ups and downs of having a share of the Patriots running back. I guess carousel is a good way of putting it. Yeah. He let you down. This was a James White game. I, I tried to warn you. I certainly hope you listened. But Sony Michelle let you down four rushes for 18 measly yards. Wow. Sony Michelle. Yikes. You'll be good moving forward, but man, you let us down. Mm-hmm. That rounds out our our segment and our podcast. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Please, if you'd be so kind, please leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. You are what makes us do what we do. We do our very best, and we forget the rest. Thank you guys, and have a wonderful rest of your week.